Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast. I'm your host, Glenn. This is a creature feature episode where I look at cryptids. I'll describe them, delve into their history, look at some eyewitness accounts, and look at what they might be. Research is done as academically as possible, and references will be given after the story. This week's creature is the Kappa. Kappa are said to live in the rivers and ponds of Japan. They are classified as yokai, which is a type of spirit or entity in Japanese folklore. They're considered to be a type of suijin or water deity that can only be found in fresh water in Japan and are fond of causing mischief towards humans. This mischief can be harmless, such as making fart noises. They can also be rather creepy like looking up a woman's kimono. Even with the mischief, some kappa are known to be very aggressive and will attempt to drown livestock, kidnap and eat children, or even attempt to force themselves upon women. Others are known to be more generous, although that usually means that the kappa is indebted to a human. Some of the more common gifts that kappa give are actually medical knowledge, such as bone setting and recipes for medical salves. According to the folklore, Kappa are obsessed with something called the Shirikodama. This is a mysterious jewel thought to hold a person's life force. The weird thing is that this jewel is located in the anus. It's believed that the Kappa attacks to get the Shirikodama in most cases. The next bit references sexual assault. If that's a trigger for you, skip forwards. Your comfort has to come first. Some of the myths speak of Kappa living in the toilet, which were usually situated over a river and waiting for a woman to sit so that they could sexually assault her. This could result in a Kappa child being born. In this instance, the child would be cut into pieces and buried because they were so hideous. If you skipped, you can listen again now. Despite being known for their malevolent ways, Kappa are known for their obsession with politeness, which is also where the Kappa's biggest weakness is. You see, Kappa have a dent on the top of their head. This dent holds water and is called a Sarah, The Sarah's water is said to hold all of the Kappa's magical powers and it must stay full or it could possibly die. If you come across a Kappa, the only reaction to have is to bow to it. All the stories of people escaping a Kappa involve it. The Kappa will bow back, spilling the water in its Sarah and becoming completely powerless. Once that happens, Kappas are known to be trustworthy and honest. They'll tell you the truth if you ask them a question they know the answer to. Not only that, but if you refill the Sarah, the Kappa will help you with whatever you require, or make a promise to get you something you ask for. Aside from bowing, there are other ways to stop a Kappa. 
Sometimes they place metal plates over their heads when leaving the river, which protects the Sarah. In these circumstances, there are other options. Their arms are actually detachable, which can stop them from hurting anyone. If the reaction is quick enough, you can pull its arms off. In order to get his arms back, the Kappa will promise anything. Japanese legends tell of heroes who did exactly this and ensured safety for their entire village in return for the Kappa's arms. If you don't want to use any violence, food works. Specifically cucumbers. Kappa love cucumber. Apparently more than they love human flesh. Some even believed that writing the names and ages of the family on slices of cucumber and throwing them in the river before bathing would prevent cabot attacks. Others thought this was silly and that doing so would guarantee an attack. So who knows if that works. You could also carry a few items with you to ward Kappa away. Iron, sesame or ginger seem to keep them away from you. So if you're worried about them, Make sure you've got one of those on you. Kappa are also known to be very intelligent. They can speak human languages and have great knowledge of medical practices. It wouldn't really surprise me if they had an extensive knowledge of history as well. On to the eyewitness accounts, because the Kappa are folkloric in nature so there's a lot of tales with them in. However, I'm gonna skip those because folklore is a bit iffy in terms of finding the truth in stories. In 1818, a kappa was shot on a riverbank. Its foot and arm were given to the Miyakonijo uh, Shimatsu family and transported to their home on the island of Kyushu. In 2014, the mummified remains were put on display for the first time. A man in Indiana told a story from his childhood where he spotted something in the lake near his home. The man said that he saw something beckon him over and into the lake. The man raised his BB gun as if to fire at the creature, but didn't. The two stared at each other for a few seconds before the creature disappeared below the surface of the water and the man ran home. In 1991, a Japanese teacher witnessed a kappa and captured photographic evidence. He had taken the children of the Tabuchi Elementary School in Noichi on an outing to the nearby river. That's when he saw it. The teacher said he saw a creature moving in the river that looked like a kappa. He stopped and snapped a photo but not before the children had spotted it too. Once the photo was released, the local people began to take steps to protect themselves from the creature and launched a Kappa arrest campaign. The campaign offered a reward of tens of millions of yen. Many people stayed near the river for months, but the Kappa was never spotted again. Later in 1991, there was another Kappa sighting in Miyazaki Prefecture. A local resident smelled something strong when they returned home from doing their shopping. It was discovered that something had been in the house. The footprints found were an odd shape though, 
with a 12 centimeter print and three toes. In 2002, Japan's Tokyo Sport News revealed that these two sightings from 1991 were planned by a local variety show called Damper Boys. Those two sightings were a hoax. However, the next one may very well not be. In the Chinese province of Sichuan, similar incidents have been reported. The Jialing River Patrol Brigade have reported multiple people claiming to have seen creatures in the river. One in particular was reported by a 73-year-old man who had been near the river to plant some pumpkins in a field. As he was tilling the earth, he saw something moving down near the water that made him dizzy. The man approached slowly and threw his tool at what he saw. The creature left and the man fled. We've heard what they're like, but what does a kappa actually look like? Well, look no further, because that's part, is that part of the episode? Kappa is said to be around the size of a small child and never more than five foot. They're said to have relatively small frames. Their hands and feet are webbed and they're said to have great swimming capability. They're also said to have scaly skin like a reptile. The skin colour varies, but it's usually shades of yellow, green or blue. Their back is adorned with a shell similar to that of a tortoise, and they have a beak instead of a mouth. They have long, shaggy hair, usually styled in a bowl cut, and a dent on the top of their head that's filled with water when spotted on land. Sometimes they'll place a metal cap over the dent to protect the water inside. A kappa's powers are thought to be magical and are respected by those who believe in the creature. They're known to possess great strength as well as their swimming abilities. The strength helps them to fight, which is something they love, especially sumo wrestling. Legends say that the kappa's greatest joy is to engage in combat with its victims, but will bow out of politeness if the victim bows first. Kappa stories have come from? Today, there's a few theories. One theory suggests that the Kappa stories come from the arrival of Portuguese monks to Japan in the 16th century. The monk's hairstyle at the time is reminiscent of the Kappa's hairstyle, and the monks wore hooded robes that resembled the tortoise shell on the Kappa's back. Also, the word Kappa is Portuguese for robe and may have found its way into the Japanese language through that. Another theory suggests that the kappa is something to do with a character from the classical Chinese novel Journey to the West. The novel follows the Monkey King as he makes a journey to India. The character that relates to the kappa is Sha Wu Jing, 
He was originally a general of heaven, but the Jade Emperor punished him for a mistake he made and exiled him to Earth, where he was reincarnated as a man-eating sand demon. Every day, seven swords would fly down from heaven to stab him in the chest before returning. Xiaowu Jing was forced to live in a river to avoid the swords. He had amazing swimming capabilities, was incredibly loyal, and was polite and logical. However, Journey to the West is a novel, so it's unlikely that this is the origin of the Kappa. It's possible that the origins of the Kappa are quite tragic, and a part of sad... Uh, It's possible that the origins of the Kappa are quite tragic and part of a sad tradition from ancient Japan. Families who couldn't afford to look after newborn babies would often throw them into a river to get rid of them. It's likely that adults created Kappa to keep their surviving children away from the rivers so that they didn't have to see the dead. This tradition was very common in ancient Japan and may have developed the Kappa story into a warning for children who misbehave as well, or even to explain what the figures in the river could possibly be. The next theory suggests that the Kappa isn't actually real, and that it was an urban myth created to keep children away from bodies of water that they might drown in. One of the most common things that Kappa do is kidnap and eat disobedient children, pulling them into the river to drown them. It's thought that these stories saved the lives of many children who were afraid to leave their parents when near the water. The final theory today is that the Kappa came from a fear of the Japanese giant salamander. The salamander can grow up to five foot long and have skin tones similar to the ones Kappa are described to have. They're known for grabbing prey with their strong jaws and pulling them into the water and are commonly found in all the places that Kappa can be found. I don't know if Kappa are real or not. However, if you're in Japan wandering around near bodies of fresh water, be on the lookout for Kappa. They might just want a wrestling match with you. The description and history of today's creature came from a Britannica article called Kappa and a Mythology.net article called Kappa. The eyewitness reports came from an Ancient Origins article called Are Mummified Remains of Unidentified Creature Proof of the Mythological Kappa? A comment in an Exemplar article called Kappa, the Japanese River Monster, and an iNews article called Japanese teachers witnessed Kappa and took photos as evidence. The theories from today came from the Exemplar article and the Mythology.net article. References for the episode will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Speaking of social media, links to those and other ways to listen are in the episode description under my link tree. You can currently find me on Facebook and Instagram. Patreon is getting an upload of one of the transcripts each week as part of the £3 tier. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree and, as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. 
I do have an email set up on the link tree, but it doesn't open a new email. So that's in the description of the episode too. Send me your spooky stories, unexplained events, and anything else you want me to read out. Or if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said, let me know and I'll address them as soon as I see the email. The next episode will be out on Wednesday and next week's creature feature will be released on April 23rd. So hold on until then. (laughs) 